Support for this podcast comes from Healthnetics. Do you have nagging aches and pains from your younger, more athletic days? Healthnetics CBD is a premium brand CBD that may help take care of aches and pains, as well as relieve anxiety and sleeplessness. Healthnetics products are all natural, THC-free, made in the USA, and undergo third-party lab testing to ensure quality and purity. All CBD is not the same. Order today with a money-back guarantee at healthnetics.com and use promo code SPORTS for 20% off. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. We live? We are live. Hey, we're live, pal. What's up, everyone? Jose Youngster, the MAFighting.com, here with another episode of an extra live episode of the A-Side Live Chat. Sitting next to me is Casey Lydon. I know a lot of everyone was really excited to do an extra live episode with Pete's Carroll, but you can blame airlines for that what was it overbooking or delayed flights or something or other but i think he had, I, I, what i heard was he had too many potatoes in his bag and american airlines you know their corporate greed won't you know let you come on with more than two carry-on bags of potatoes so uh yeah what you, you gonna do but pizza will be here eventually i'm was sure that racist but did, did i start off with racist racist humor i just assume everything you say is racist oh, You're yeah, from Texas, right? yeah. Anyway, uh, Pizzi will be here for the preview and post on all that jazz. He's supposed to be here sometime today, but who knows with American Airlines. But we are here live on the scene in Las Vegas ahead of UFC 246, which is, will be at the T-Mobile Arena right down the street, uh, headlined by Conor McGregor's return against Donald Cerrone in a welterweight fight for whatever reason. It's not a title fight. How is this a pay-per-view and no title fight? I don't know, Dana White. When was the last time this happened? A Conor fight. Was it the Conor Nate fight? Before uh, that, it was... Con- Connor Nate, Connor Nate, and then I know. Yeah, the first the first Connor Nate was under under late notice, so like that made sense. But yeah. uh, after that, I guess um, Connor Nate too, right? Yeah, and yeah. before that, I know uh, Anderson Nick Diaz was a non-title fight. Yeah. That was in January. Uh, that was Super Bowl weekend, I think. Uh, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, of course, this is not our podcast. This is your podcast. So if you have any questions, you can go to mafine.com. Leave your question in the comment section. Esther Lynn will be reading the questions. She's off to the side. I'm sure you'll hear her lovely voice. So you can use hashtag the ASAT on Twitter and you can ask the questions. Uh, but without further ado, Esther, what do our lovely readers and listeners want to know about? Uh, the first question is from long time, uh, I don't know, contributor? Yes. Question, question contributor? Lodovic? <laughs> Lodovic. Good, good questionable contributor. Killer start. Fighters versus USADA. Hello, gentlemen. In the wake of the recent news where Jessica Penny accused USADA of bullying her into retirement and then Anthony Pettis suing them for cutting his finger collecting a sample moments before a fight, I wonder if this is the beginning of a more serious pushback. What do you think about these cases and what do you expect? More fighters to become more vocal with their complaints. Is USADA's image in the eyes of fighters getting worse or are these just individual cases? Well... For those of you who don't know, Jessica Penne announced via her Instagram that she had, was being forced to retire by USADA. Well, they bullied her into retirement uh, because of a lot of back and forth with them with t- positive results and so on and so forth. She said it was a like a pres- an over-the-counter prescription that she had a, like a note from her doctor that she could take, but USADA flagged her anyway. And she said that it's been so bad during her, what, two-year, three-year layoff that she's had to like drive Uber. She's had to take various... like non-fighting jobs to make ends meet and also pay for all this legal stuff. So Jessica Fanny might have retired for a quote-unquote being bullied into retirement. Uh, you've been, you've been uh, record, like doing stuff with Jessica Penny for a very long time, dating back to Invictus. So what were your thoughts when you heard all this? 
It just sucks. I mean, I, I, I wasn't I wasn't surprised. I mean, I I knew <clears throat> I knew Jessica, you know, um, was having just you know stuff that you don't really put out there, but there's no, there's no reason to. But you know, I've known for a while Jessica was in some very like not good financial situation because of no fighting and everything. So it just sucks. And if what was the question? Is this some? Is this? Well, we see more pushback from fighters, and what do we expect? Yeah, you might get pushback, but I don't expect anything. Yeah, I don't expect a thing. I don't mm-hmm. expect anything unless, unless you're a name that matters to the UFC, a name that affects their wallet, their bottom line, their bottom line. Yeah. No, there's gonna be there's I gonna mean, be there's gonna be, there's gonna be zero changes, nothing. It's just, and it just sucks for Jessica Penny. Sucks for a lot. Sucks for Tom Lawler. Sucks for a lot Josh of fighters. Barnett. Sucks for Josh Barnett. Um, sucks for a lot of fighters. And um, you know what? And if if Nate Diaz wasn't Nate Diaz, if it was you know Jimmy Diaz, Jimmy. just just Jimmy Diaz, you Nate, know, Jonathan Diaz. Yeah, John. If, if this if that situation happened to him, Jonathan Diaz would be gone for two years, mm-hmm. or he would have to pay, you know, fifty thousand dollars in lab test fees to get his. Suspension back to six months or what? I mean, something. the UFC moved an entire pay per view from Las Vegas to Englewood because of John Jones and his USADA tomfoolery. So we see, we've seen them, we've seen the lengths they can go to keep a fighter on a card. But if your name is Jessica Penne and you lose three years of inactivity due to all of this, what is it? Anthony Pettis cut his hand open too? I like saw the headline. I didn't like quite look into it. Long story short, um, USADA wanted him to take a piss test. Like right before the fight, right? Yeah, probably uh, within like, you know, a couple hours before the fight. And essentially he had no more piss. So he just had to keep drinking water. And then like right before he went out there, maybe about half an hour, I think is what he's around there. Um, he just cut his thumb, tying the bottle back on the little plastic bottle. So he had to get stitched up, glued up and everything. And, and his coach didn't want him to take the fight. From what I read, like Duke Groove was like, "Don't take the fight." Imagine if he didn't take that fight because of Usada. Esther, if you get a chance, I know it's not that boring, but if, if you can ever find any old photos and zoom in on that hand, I wonder if we can actually see where the cut is. I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's under the wrap somewhere. I would imagine so. But like on the palm. yeah, you said it was a kind of in the thumb area, but I mean, uh, that's it, it, that's a Usada issue, but not really. It's just kind of stupid. It's just a lot of dumbness. But uh, but going back to the original question, is going to be pushback, all this stuff? No, the, nothing will change unless nothing will a change. big name makes a difference. Yeah. Well, don't you think that there? Sh- this is something we've discussed before. A fighters' union should. I know we. Are we talking about unions. That's a different story. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. On, on the individual level of fighters, ain't nothing changing. Yeah. Okay. Fine. But yeah, union. Yeah, if you want to talk unions, that's a that's something else. Unions would help a lot and solve a lot of the situation, but unions would solve a lot of situations for fighters: financial, drug testing, all that kind of stuff. How many fights they get? All right. Next question. This is from Devin from nowhere. <laughs> Hi, Devin. Hey, Devin. Do you think Connor acting as stoic as he has been is somewhat attributed to the fact that he that this is how he acted in his first few fights in the UFC? Not much trash talk, but very confident and purely driven by competition. He knows that that is the recipe to success. He talks so much before his, in his early fights. What's like, 
What stoic? What, what, didn't, didn't he call? Didn't he say the first one to shoot in is a cow bitch? Yeah. How's that stoic? What, he, what are we talking about? Connor, I think I wouldn't call him stoic. I would. He is watching what he says. Is pretty much is what I feel like. The public image of Connor was never lower. Leading like when they announced this fight, like with all his issues with uh, in Dublin and with the police and the bus and how he acted before the Habib fight and even after the Habib fight when they're going at it on Twitter remember that with like they brought up like his wife and he Connor brought and Habib brought up his the allegations against Connor uh, I remember you guys were even interviewing like Kelvin Gaslam at a luncheon and people were asking fighters not even involved like is this too far and all the fighters were like it's going too far now I think Connor is just trying to watch what he says because his image has never been lower yeah, um, I don't. I don't see this as a stoic. Connor. I see it as a calculated him trying to not say something stupid. Yeah, I mean, what, what and, and like, what are you gonna say? What and like, because Connor still makes his money selling pay per views. So is is he gonna go? Is he gonna go out there and just go? Oh, Cowboy sucks. He sucks. <laughs> Why are you gonna don't don't buy his pay per view because he sucks. This yeah. is an easy fight for me. No, it was like, he still has to, you know, I don't know, like, I don't know what the selling point in this fight is other than, hey, it's Connor fighting, and, yeah. and like, I don't, I don't think, you mean, I don't think any trash talk sells another pay-per-view. Connor fighting the guy with the most wins in UFC history, most knockouts, most head kick knockouts, most stoppages, like, that's what the selling point of this is, Connor versus the guy who has all of the UFC records. All right. This is a good segue into a question from Hefe01. Cowboy playing spoiler. Donald Cerrone is supposed to lose this fight. Connor and the UFC, to an extent, has already looked past it as a foregone conclusion. Cowboy doesn't have near the same upward trajectory as Connor, but I really want the underdog to win simply because he has been written off here. I know the ramifications won't be the same as Elite XC when Kimbo fell, but would Dana have to eat his word and give Gaethje a title fight? Uh, after Habib and Tony, of course, uh, would the lightweight division demand meritocracy be followed? Um, or would Connor somehow worm his way into a title fight again, saying the loss is at 170 and the title shot is at 155? If Connor loses, Pete and I are in an agreement that he, the Nate trilogy is the one that makes the most sense. They both be coming off losses, and that's the biggest fight that Connor could probably have off of a loss. Unless they want to do like the Masvidal fight or just throw him in against Kamaru or make him fight Justin Gaethje, but. I think in terms of casual fans, the trilogy fight against Nate would be the one that I think would make the most sense for Connor if he does lose. I think even in a loss, unless it's a first round just demolishing, sure. nothing changes for Connor. Connor could lose this fight. Mm -hmm. If it's a, a competitive decision, I swear he could lose this fight and still get a title shot. He could get. I mean, dude, Jose Aldo lost his last fight. That's true. And fans true. and Dana are like, yeah, give him a title shot. It's like, why? He lost the fight. It's like, whoa, it was close. And some people thought he he's won. He lost two in a row. This would also be Connor losing two in a row. Oh, yeah, then, yeah, he's definitely. Yeah, so Connor's road to the title is definitely losing the fight. He could be the fill in replacement, I think. If he's still, he would still be ready to fight Habib versus to fill in for Habib or Tony on that, in that April pay per view in Brooklyn. Um, but, God, I hope that doesn't happen. But I'm still on record saying that fight's never going to happen. Habib and Tony. Yeah, so um, so the question, 
would Dana would beat his words? No. Justin Gage, even if Conor loses, Justin Gage is the odd man out of this whole scenario. Like, who's he going to fight? The winner of Iaquinta, or not Iaquinta, like Hooker Felder? Like, that would be, like, if he wants to stay active, maybe. Or the winner of Kevin Lee and Charles Oliveira. But Justin Gage is still going to be the odd man out, regardless of the outcome uh, on Saturday. Yeah. Just no matter what happens Saturday, Justin Gaethje loses. <laughs> Masvidal, well, if he loses, it would be a big thing. For, uh, not a big thing, but I think it would shake up. Like I bet uh, they try to get Masvidal, Usman next rather than Masvidal Connor at welterweight. So Connor losing would probably affect the welterweight division title picture much more than the lightweight title picture. Yeah, Gaethje doesn't win though. It's true. Hmm. All right. Uh um, okay, let's continue with this, uh, this card. Underdog Pettis versus a rising Carlos Diego Fajera. Fajera is getting some well-earned shine this week and is the betting favorite. But he's actually Pettis' elder by two years and has only recently come into his own as a striker. Do you favor him and Fortis MMA as well? Uh, Fortis MMA has been one of the hottest teams in camps in MMA currently. Uh, so I... I don't disagree with the odds maker that favor the surging fighter as opposed to the fighter that's coming off of a loss uh, in a three-round fight. Uh, so this is the first fight of the pay-per-view, I believe. It's the opener. So I do agree with the odds makers. I also watched that uh, the countdown, and they followed Carlos Diego Fajera around, and they were all, not only did they talk about Force MMA, but they talked about how like his wife, I think it's his wife or girlfriend, whoever, was also like a bodybuilder before when they met, or she was like working, she was working in some fitness. Uh, competition and looked at his diet and was like he was eating like cereal every day I love so, cereal but he would like eat cereal to like lose weight and then go work out so he would basically just be dehydrating himself and then just eating milk and cereal and she's like no we're getting your diet in check so not only has he changed camps but he's got like his diet in check he's basically actually living the life of an, a professional athlete now so no I don't disagree with the odds makers I would favor Carl what type of cereal was he into couldn't tell you man couldn't tell you. Might have been real sugary. That's what. What what cereal? That what changes. I, I gotta find out. I got. I, I really got no opinion on this. So I well, find out. Well, days in a couple days. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the, was I don't even. I, I do you I, favor Carlos Diego Ferreira. Sure. In this? Yeah. Sure. It's a, it's a it's a it's a good fight. It's a it's a smart booking and um, yeah. He's, I, been I, on a, he's been on the street. I, I, I'm picking Ferreira, but nothing would surprise me in this no, fight. No, Anthony Pettis is proven like in that Chiesa fight. He looked unbelievable. Uh, but, but that was awesome. Was that Kiesa's last fight at 55 too? That and Kiesa missed weight. Yeah. Um, I don't put too much stock in that. Um, it, was a, it was a good victory at the time, but um, uh, yeah, we'll see how Pettis looks back at 55. His hands not cut up from peeing in a cup five minutes before the fight. And This um, is his return to lightweight, too, after his string of fights at welterweight. Oh, all right. So a lot, another, another, another storyline in that fight. Right, sorry, one second. I'm just banning someone real quick. Sick. Yeah. Um, get him. You're out. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> what, did, uh, what, did they, what did they say? They say something. Were they, are they? No, no, no. It was just spam. Ah. Uh, um, boring. Oh, I do. Have, I have a question. What's your favorite cereal? I liked Waffle Crisp growing up, and there was this cereal that I think it was when Toy Story 2 came out. It was a Buzz Lightyear cereal. That rules. They don't make that anymore. And then when Batman came out, the one with the penguin, Batman, I can't even remember. Batman Forever? No, nope, not Batman Forever. I don't remember. 
might have been Batman Forever. That was uh, that was a good serial too. So those three. Currently, I'm really into. Um, what did we get? Shredded the uh, shredded wheat. That's, what's this? Kashi shredded wheat. Tashi. Kashi. Kashi. You just found that. Kashi shredded wheat. Yeah, that's been a mint thing for a long time. Yeah, I, yeah, but but I mix it in with um, cocoa. <laughs> uh, I mix it in with uh, what? Do you, peanut butter puffins. Was it peanut, peanut butter, butter puffins? Huh? Peanut butter pandas. Peanut butter pandas mixed in with some kashi shredded wheat um, with some. Then the last time almond milk. Then the last time I saw you here in Las Vegas, you were like, "Look what!" Like I've been drinking sparkling water a lot more. Oh, like, and like you were like, "I just got into this." I was like, "So you've learned, you've discovered sparkling water and kashi shredded wheat." Dude, but every every day is exciting for me. <laughs> hey, hey, Esther, I, I, get. get yeah, um, prayer could win, a good fight, stop, stop eating too much cereal, cool storyline. All right, next question. <laughs> Whoa, there he goes. There he goes. Bye, Casey. Bye, oh, Casey. Off to get the water. Dude, uh, I can't wait, like the listeners, people only listen to this. Sometimes <laughs> on like Spotify and Apple Podcasts, they're going to hear all this like noise in the background. All right, I'm back. What is it? San- so you've just discovered San Pellegrino? Yeah, this stuff's so good. Welcome to the 21st century. And, 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 since this is a fight week and our food is expensed, I'm getting the good stuff. Fight week, blog week. Fight week, blog week. Getting the good stuff. Next question, Esther Lynn. <laughs> Next question. Sorry. Refreshing. Oh, How many calories? Zero. Wow. Only 35. 35. Oh, okay. There All right. Well, okay. The next question is actually not related to, to this card. Um, from Trumbo. Hi, Trumbo. Featherweight title fight. Volkanovski was talking recently about how he doesn't think Max necessarily deserves an immediate rematch. And Max didn't call for one, and it seems like it's going to take a little time, regroup, and recover. A couple questions. One, should Max get an immediate rematch? Was it close enough? Two, would you prefer Max take another fight or two first just to get back in the rhythm and make needed adjustments? And if it's not Max, who do you want to see Volkanovski fight next? Sabit, Yair, Zombie? Seems like Zombie's the only one who can match the pace and cardio of Alex. Or are there any dark horse contenders out there who could come for the belt in 2020? So, in Jose's perfect world, Max Holloway takes some time off because he fought a lot of five-round fights between December 2018 and December 2019. Uh, Take some time off. We talked about this on our coffee talk. Uh, I think he should get do the Ronda Rousey approach where he takes like a while off, a while off and whoever has the belt when he wants to return he fights like it could be Volkanovski it could be the Korean Zombie it could be Zabit I think Max should fight whoever is the champion at the time is that is that fight. the only part the Ronda Rousey approach he should take yes okay just he, just that part just that part <laughs> well, when Ronda lost to Holly she took that time off and then by the time she returned Holly wasn't the champion it was Amanda Nunes and then <laughs> so just hope so hope someone else is a champion yes. okay so. Oh, and then Volkanovski fights the Korean Zombie, and then Zabit finally fight, fights Yair. The, that is my perfect scenario for the um, featherweight division. Does Holloway deserve a rematch? Yeah, he deserves one. Yeah. Is it smart for Holloway to take a rematch? Absolutely not. Yeah. I, don't th- I, I think that fight was. Um, I rewatched I, it. I, it's a lot. It wasn't as close as I thought. I, I had a 5-0 for Volkanovski. 4-1. 4-1. Yeah. Yeah. But even the, even the round that you probably gave the match. It was really close. It was close. Like you, yeah. It was almost a, I mean, I don't, it was almost a courtesy round. You kind of gave the max. Like, well, you know, it, it looks better if it's, you know, you won <laughs> one round, you know. Sure. But, um, yeah, I, I don't see. Actually, I, 
actually I can't I don't understand how Volkanovski is this good but that's a whole other thing it's just in the sense that like he just shuts people down they just don't seem to like oh it's that city kickboxing uh, approach where they game plan perfectly to an opponent like yeah. like like Volkanovski had said like all these fighters that fought Max came in with the same thing that they always do like Frank Edgar fought as Frank Edgar like Jose Aldo fought as Jose Aldo Brian Ortega fought as Brian Ortega and Volkanovski is a different fighter every single time because he completely tailors his camp to fight a, a specific opponent again and their weaknesses and you saw that against Max Holloway with all those leg kicks yeah and someone like Max saw. has there's so much footage on him like, so much so much so we, 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 yeah, yeah we know how Max looks when he's winning we know how he looks when he's tired we know how he looks when he's getting beaten up we know how he looks when he's on the ground so like there was gonna be no surprises, and that's extremely tough for Max, you know, to still. That I mean, that's why Demetrius Johnson was so unreal in his, in his um, run that he had, um, and actually that he still have. He still has, yeah. I believe. He's still going through. Is that there's so much footage of him, and people still can't stop him. Volkanovski and Eugene Berman and the City Boxing guys and other Volkanovski's other coaches, um, they did an un, just a perfect job. Maybe not the most exciting job. I mean, maybe it was like, an like, exciting fight. I think it, it was a highly technical fight. Yeah, high, like those, high, were, those rounds were the definition of 10 9. Like, yeah. it wasn't blown away. Like, Max wasn't getting destroyed yeah. in those rounds, but he was clearly one step behind yeah. the whole fight. So, um, yeah, no, I don't, think Max sh- I, don't, I don't think Max should take a rematch. I think he should take some time off. And, um, yeah, and actually, any three of those, uh, what, what's the big three? Zabit, Yair, Zombie? zombie. Yeah. I think, I like Zombie, because Zombie's coming off back-to-back first round uh, knockout wins over um, Frank Edgar. Zombie makes the most, Zombie makes the most sense, for sure. But um, For sure makes the most sense, and then Yair and Zabit have been linked for a while. And then they, like, I remember when Yair was supposed to fight Zabit on the oh, yeah, Dallas yeah. card, Yair, and then it fell out, and then... When, uh, Is that the one he was released on? Yes, or, and then uh, he came back, and then Zabit got the Subalot stretch uh, against his replacement. I think it was Brandon Davis. And then uh, even in Mexico, people were asking him about Zabit when he was already scheduled to fight Jeremy Stevens. So I like those two fights. I don't. The only reason I don't like Zabit Yair is because I don't like knocking out number one contenders. Sure. But um, but otherwise, I mean, he has a fan. Fuck yeah, let's see it. <laughs> Two tall, lanky, crazy strikers. Of course I want to see it. Like, yeah, if, if they didn't knock them out of contention, I would, I would want to. Of course I want to see it. I want to see him And then fight. Brian Ortega is always a dark horse, too, a wild card when he wants to return. Oh, but he's out for a while with his knee injury, right? Was it a long time, I thought? Oh, was I it? don't think it was a complete tear. Okay. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, you still got zombie. I mean, you still got Ortega in zombie. there when, when he gets back. And yeah. There's a, there's but a but the, key, the key being, take a break, Max. Jeremy Stevens is fighting someone, too. Like, oh, Cater, Cater. Yeah, and then Arnold Allen is uh, fighting on that Raleigh card. But you know who the dark horse is? Ryan Hall. <laughs> Ryan Hall. Watch out, Volkanovski. Ryan Hall is after you. So, yeah, sure. The bad boy. Ryan Hall versus uh, Pedro Munoz, right? Isn't that what Is I that going to happen? I don't uh, know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just, I, I still can't get over the fact that Ryan Hall versus Jeremy Stevens wasn't booked. <laughs> Like, ah, that's a fight to make. Good lord. <laughs> Next question, Esther Lynn. Next question. Stanley in the chat. Hey. What's up, Stanley? Would like to know, what is the good underdog bet for this week's card for UFC 245? I haven't looked at all the, the bets. Who's the favorite in the Andre Feely Sadiq Yusef fight? I love that fight. Let's check. I think that's a 50-50 fight in my mind. Yeah, I went, um... I, actually, it might... Ugh, sorry, I had to burp. 
Actually, I, I, my underdog one, I'll, I'll go Cowboy. Freak it. I, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how Connor's gonna look. He's been out for how long? How long has he been out now? But Casey, he's never looked better. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? Casey, he's stoic and focused, and he's never looked better. Yeah, a, a, yeah. A, a stoic Conor McGregor is the new motivated. You see that man. beard? That's the most burly beard I've seen him have. Like punch him in that. Beards obviously help, except when your name is Brock Lesnar. Okay, well, so for uh, Sadiq Yusuf and Andre Feely, the line is actually very close. Yeah. Uh, Sadiq Yusuf is a slight favorite. What's the, what's oh. the rock? Minus like one thirty, one forty. And Andre Feely is like a plus 110. I would say it? Andre Feely's a pick for an underdog, but that's real close. That's what, what, What's the line close. for the people's main event? <laughs> you know the people's main event? Macy Barber versus Roxanne Modafari. Holy shit. <laughs> Language. Whoa, good Language, whoa. I'm sorry. Jeez. The, the line is crazy. The line is minus 1,000 for Macy. What? Dude. Plus, I'm, pick, I'm picking Macy, but throw some money Roxanne. on Roxy. <laughs> throw some money. Macy might, Macy might slice her hand open, like peeing in a cup right before she walks out. These things happen. Mine is a thousand, or throw some money <laughs> on Roxy. Good there's your, there, there's your undergar, there's your um, dark horse pick. Uh, <laughs> all right. Out of control. Next question. We answered that one. God, this is delicious. Only 35 calories. Oh. Uh, Chewy Sanchez would like to know what the sleeper fight we should look out for that's not on the main card. And you guys actually kind of just discussed it. The feeling uh, you said for I him. love that fight. I like the J.J. Aldo Sabino Mazo fight. Uh, oh, the curtain jerker. That's a good fight, too. That's an unbelievable fight. Um, Brian Kelleher, former co-host of the A-Side, is fighting on the, the Fight Pass card or ESPN Plus card. Uh, also part of the Crystal crew. Uh, he tweets all his crystals hanging from his mirror a lot. Um, <laughs> uh, Alexi Olenek, Murray's Green's fun. Actually, um, this is... That's on the main card, though. Oh, yeah. This right. is one hell of a fight night card. I know. This is Every, one hell of a fight night card. Everyone this is, in the comment section is, that, um, well, I watched the countdown. Mm. Grosso, Grosso, Gadelia. Oh, yeah. but that's on the main card. We're oh, talking no, about oh sorry, sorry. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about the, the countdown, the, the narrator is like, headline, this stacked card in the desert of Las Vegas. All the comments are like, did he say stacked? Like, this is... This is a boxing card. It's one massive fight, and then a bunch of fights that are interesting. It might be important, but aren't sellers. Yeah, like it. It's it's because it sounds like you're shitting on the fighters, and I'm totally not. It's just I love. There's a lot of fun. Fights it's it's, it's about it's it really has to do about. Am I gonna pay? Was it seventy bucks now? Yeah. Pay seventy dollars to see um, the Crochet King. Uh, crochet monster, what's his crochet name? Boss. Crochet, crochet boss. boss. <laughs> the crochet boss. Um, am, I, am I willing to pay sixty bucks to watch the crochet bot, the boss fight? That's that's a different story. Uh, Isn't but, uh, Tim Elliott fighting Askarov on the prelims a, too? PT so. spent like when we did the uh, which fighter is going to be champion by the end of twenty twenty. PT picked every single European fighter, and he's like Askarov, flyweight champion twenty twenty. Okay. Nazareth's fighting on this card too on the prelims. And, and on the prelims is the people's main event. That's true. Minus a thousand Macy Barber. Yeah. That's crazy to me. That's wild. Oh my god. Minus a All right. That's like GSP Massera line, right? There. I, th I think I think Mazo Audridge is gonna be an awesome fight too. Uh, just to, yeah. to start the card off, like because Mazo is very tall for the weight class, and JJ Aldridge is very short for the weight class. Yeah, so, That's yeah. just gonna be like an aesthetically like interesting matchup. Next question, Esther Lynn. Uh, actually, the next one isn't a question. It's just from Ant Walker. It says hi. 
Hey. Hey, Aunt Walker. Ah, congratulations on your baby. Yeah, he made a baby. <laughs> All right. Creating humans. Creating go. humans. Um, okay. Uh, Aunt... Oh, Aunt has a question. Oh, jeez. I thought we were done. No, I will not change the diapers for you. No. He says, is anybody getting a UFC 209 vibe with how little Cowboy has been featured in the advertising? 209. What was 209? That 209 was um, Woodley and Stephen Thompson, right? Oh, yeah. Maybe he means more with the uh, 196. Is that the one where Connor lost to Nate? Yeah. Maybe it's that. I don't think Cerrone was on that card. And Walker, I don't, I don't understand your question. I get vibes of Ronda and Amanda, where all the the pre the previews are about yeah. Ronda and nothing about Amanda. Nunes. Maybe that's what he means. That's two hundred seven. Okay, close uh, enough. That's close enough. Two hundred seven. I think that's what he well, basically just means. How does this feel with all the marketing being on one side? I mean, it makes sense because that's going to get the casuals to watch, same as like like the Ronda fight, and then you saw what happened with Amanda Nunes, and she became a big. She's not. She's still not a megastar, but more people. <laughs> Like, Ronda's, the win over Ronda gave her the rub with the casual fans. Uh, so if Cowboy wins, uh, he'll get the rub. I also think Cowboy's one of the few fighters that has a, an established fan base that would actually boo Connor. So, like, when they got on, they get on the scale and Connor comes out and Cowboy comes out, Nate was one of them. Like, Nate had an established fan base that could oppose Connor's fan base. And I think Cerrone is one of those fighters that had his fans could go... Uh, volume for volume against Connors fans this week, just simply because I haven't seen any Irish fans out and about at all. This it's week. still early. It's still it's early. Still, it is. Yeah. It's like or UFC 202. Uh, we were all talking before, like this doesn't feel like a big fight week, and then they start throwing water bottles and monster cans at each other, and then all of a sudden it was a really big deal. Uh, but yeah, I, I if he means UFC 207, then 100 percent I get that vibe. Yeah, I wonder. Um, yeah, I wonder if Connor feels like he's gonna have to do something wild to. Spark, yeah, uh, you know, as like at the I'll, uh, Ronda Rousey get in Holly Holmes' face, at yeah, the, at the, at the Wayans. Um, no, I don't get that. I don't get the vibe though. I don't, I don't get that, that, that Amanda, um, Ronda vibe at all. I think, I think this has its own vibe on its own, yeah. So, yeah, because UFC 209, I think, was also supposed to be Habib Tony when Habib fell out for eating Tiramisu. And the Ronda man and Nunes thing, it wasn't that, it was, it was like Ronda just not talking to anyone. It was mm-hmm. like, she didn't even like do face-offs, she didn't do anything. Like it was a... She did the face-off. She didn't do the forward face-off, remember? <laughs> like, oh yeah. Remember like, uh, she yeah. She just walked out. Yeah, and then remember. Amanda did the interview with Joe Rogan and then yeah. Ronda did not, I do recall. Oh, uh, I just clarified he did mean the Ronda-Amanda fight. Okay. Baby, baby fever's gotten him loopy. Next question. Uh, the next question is from Henry Downs. He just wants to know, can Holly win? Yeah, yeah. She won the first time. I don't know why she can't win the second time. I, 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 I think this is a... I think she'll win. Yeah. This was her UFC debut was against Raquel Pennington, right? Mm-hmm. On UFC 184, the zingano Ronda fight in the Staples Center. It was at Staples Center. It was a co-main event. I know yeah. that because there was so many injuries. Because Ronda was supposed to be the co-main event. It was supposed to be Weidman, mm-hmm. Belfort, and then that, that fell out. Yeah, I, I, I remember like, and at that point, Holly it was coming back from an injury. It was her UFC debut, and she was almost out for like a year. And she talked about it no, at length previous interviews. It was but, a like, split how decision, she, right? Yeah, but I thought she won the fight. Yeah. But, but basically, Ronda was just like, me and Holly was just kind of super like, just like, oh, I'm just super nervous. And 
and just mm, but, who was her second fight? I think it was on that San Diego card against Marion or no? Yeah, Marion no. And Marion no, she dominated. I thought that was and and then after that, I think the title Rock, fight. Yeah, yeah. The Marion no fight was the San Diego card on like a Wednesday. Remember they would do those random Wednesday ones, and that was the fight first fight card after Connor Mendes. That that was Mir Duffy and uh, Josh Thompson. Tony Ferguson was on that card too. I think. Okay. I think. Those are all facts. <laughs> Those are things. All right. So, well, wait, so the question was just, can Holly win? Yes. yes that was she won thing. the first time. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Is this... yeah. Well, okay. So uh, another question about this card, actually. Scott Brown would like to know about Grosso versus Claudia Goodell. I like that fight. We watched the Mexico card together That when Grosso fought Carlos Esparza. That was one of the better fights of that card. Who won that? I can't remember. Carlos Plaza, but it was really close. It was really close. Oh, it was super close. And yeah. a lot of us said that even in loss, Grosso won because that fight was super competitive and fun. Yeah, I, I see. I see so many dang fights, I, but I do remember that fight now being really awesome and very, uh, very like underrated as far as like. Is that the, I might have been the co-main event for the the eye poke yeah. between Yair and Jeremy Stevens. Yeah, uh, no, it's a, it's a great fight. Um, I mean, at this point, I wonder how long we call Grosso a prospect. Um, you know. She looked unbelievable in this camp in Kovalkiewicz. Like, even at the end of that fight, when they were, she, they were just, like, slinging leather, and Alexa Grosso, like, overextends on a punch and misses, and this comes flying back with, like, a spinning back fist. Like, she looked exceptional in that fight. And then she looked really awesome against Carla Spars in a fight that was pretty 50-50, I think, yeah. I, from what I recall. Uh, I think you thought Carla won, I thought Alexa won, or, or vice versa, yeah. but... Uh, even she even did the scrum after and she's like even though I lost a lot of people are saying I won so I'm going to treat myself like a winner and then Cloudy has been one of the longest tenured flat like straw weights yeah, um, on the roster I don't know I, 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 I love I love established vets versus up and coming prospects so um, that fight's awesome and Grosso wins kudos sure it's a good fight I like that a lot <laughs> alright we got some uh, Twitter, we know Twitter questions? <laughs> uh, no, there weren't actually that oh, many no, Twitter questions. Look under the, like, the, re the replies and stuff. Yeah. Because uh, a lot of people just reply to the link on yeah. mine, too. Okay. That's well. off you. <laughs> well, in the meantime, uh, actually, we have a kind of a weird question. Um, S.T.E. Shar would like to know... Uh, it's a little off topic. Robert Whitaker always rubs the bottom of his foot on his calf during fights. What is the reason? He what? Rubs the bottom of his foot off on his calf when he's fighting. I have no what idea. You you train way more than me. So that's, that's, just, that's just probably just a weird tick. Yes, that's just a tick. It's like cowboy. I noticed when he fights, he always like hits. He takes like his front knuckle and like bops on his forehead when he walks. That's just a tick. That's all. That's yeah. everyone, every fighter has that if you look close enough. When does know. he do it? I've literally never noticed it. Like yeah. during the fight or between rounds? Yeah, he, or? He, probably, he probably, he's probably just wiping. Like he has like little, yeah, you get little specks of dust on the bottom of your sure. foot and stuff. It's like, or, shrapnel if you Yeah, shrapnel. Yes. That's all. Did you have to say that out loud? Did you say shrapnel? Yeah. Well, shrapnel's not a thing. Okay. Uh, Talk to the mic. Sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. Esther Lynn doesn't know how audio works. I don't know how audio works. Hi, I'm Esther Lynn. I don't know how audio works. This is Focus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is delicious. Okay, Doo Doo hey. would like to know why a lot of fighters grow beards. 
I don't know. <laughs> well, do do. <laughs> personal choice, maybe. Wait, why they grow beards? Yeah. Well, hunting season. Uh, people grow beard during hunting season. I think there was a survey. I mean, a new study that came out. I read it today about how women prefer men of beards because they look more dominant and aggressive. From the peanut gallery over there in the corner. Hey, lady in the back. Yeah. Do people like men with beards? Men with beards? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. So yeah. the only other woman in the yeah. room we is yeah, pro so, beard. Yeah. So we 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 have we have a hot chick in the back and she's yep. pro beard. So that's why they grow beards for the hot chicks. All right. Cool. I hope that answered your question, doo doo. <laughs> is, is that Eduardo Dantas' nickname? Doo doo Dantas, yeah. Or is it Duda? No, know. it's doo doo. Yeah. It's doo doo. If you if Ronald Dunn comes out with a beard in his next fight, we know that was him. Like, ask him that question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, from the site, Zaku would like to know: Carlos Condit wants to return in 2020, and is this a smart move given the injuries he's had of late? And who would you like to see him fight if he does return? I bet they try and just rebook the Mickey Gall fight. Uh, that's the one that was supposed to be on the DC card that you guys were at. Uh, Mickey Gall hat doesn't have a fight since. He's like, supposedly supposed to fight Cowboy Oliveira, but then that fight just never materialized. So I wouldn't be surprised if they try and rebook that fight. You like veteran prospect fights. Yeah. You've been around Carlos Khan and his camp for probably more than anyone I know. So I think we're both in agreement that, that Rob, the Carlos Condit of yesteryear kind of was finished after that Robbie Lawler fight. Like, took his took a lot out of him. Took a lot, took a lot out of Physically both, both those gentlemen. But yeah, yeah I meant Robbie Lawler. No kidding. Man. Yeah. Um, uh yeah, Car uh yeah Carlos yeah, he's still training um, and everything I hear he still wants it and he still trains um, hard and he still has it. Remake for the third time they I would why not do Matt Brown Condit on the Columbus card? Dude yeah, um yeah I I I would rather see the Gall Mickey Gall Condit fight. But um, Matt Brown. Um, I mean, they've been Matt, 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 Matt Brown. Card is kind of making a lot of sense right now. They've been scheduled to fight twice, I think. Oh, and the Columbus card too. Oh, yeah, yeah that makes a lot of sense actually. So I think I don't remember who got hurt the first time, but Matt Brown was supposed. Matt Brown kind of supposed to be on that uh, Glendale. It was the main card. event. It was gonna be the main event too. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. No, oh, I saw a poster for that too. No, right. the first time they were supposed to fight it was gonna be uh, Pettis versus T.J. Grant, and then Matt Brown Condit, and then. Grant fell out, obviously, and then Josh Thompson was supposed to fight Anthony Pettis, and Anthony Pettis got hurt, and then it ended up being Benson Henderson, Josh Thompson, in a non-title fight, and then co-main event was Gabriel Gonzaga, Steve Amiel, Jason, because Matt Brown and Condit, I think, fell off. I don't remember what the city was. It might have been Chicago. Yeah, so the answer is <laughs> yes, Esther. Okay, so... Yeah, Cardis Con Condit should grow a beard. Is that the answer? <laughs> is that the question? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is okay. So, this is kind of a question for you to reference from other fight weeks since we haven't really um, been out and about in Vegas yet this week uh, since we just got here. Um, but uh, Mid Joker seven eight nine would like to know how is it being in Vegas and about to watch a, a McGregor fight card? For comparison, I'm in a chemical plant. I gotta say, I'm jealous. Your work is much, probably much. Um, like you. Had, 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 okay, has a journalist. Yeah, this is cool. Me as a fan. Thumbs down. Thumbs people, down. People just listen to this a lot, so. Oh yeah, thumbs Casey down. Casey gives yeah. a thumbs down. Yeah, for the for the for the for the audio people, 
I, yeah, um, I can't. I can't stand Vegas. Um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the scene. Uh, I, I don't hate it as much as Luke Thomas. He like will. Per- he like. I think he left Vegas early during the two seven fight week. Um, Ron is not doing media. Okay, bye. And he just left. I can't stand Vegas. Uh, I'm not gonna say drunk Connor fans, but just drunk UFC fans are. There's nothing worse. I like um, fight. Car- I like fight weeks in cities that don't normally get cards because they're really excited for that. I just came back from a certain fight week in a very um, popular fight town called Tokyo, Japan. And seeing a fight week out there... You're talking about Wrestle Kingdom, right? Yeah, Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> I was at Ryzen 20 and the Bellator Japan card. Well, and so, guys. yeah. Ryzen- Which, okay, I, I want to hit pause on that. So many people were mad at me that I forgot Ryzen 20 during my events of the year, but I wrote it before the fight card happened. So, yes, that fight card ruled and would have made the top five, but it was written before that happened. Go on. I was at, I've been at, I was at one, literally one million fight cards in 2019, <laughs> and the very final fight card of the year, Rising 20 in Saitama, Japan, was the best card of the year. So There you have it, folks. was the best card of the year. Um, so this fight week, um, as a fan, honestly, I'm not that excited for. As a journalist, yeah, there's lots of storylines and top-ranked fighters and, you know, well, things like that. But, uh, yeah, and, and, yeah, but this is, it's better than working at a chemical plant. Probably. Does Homer Simpson work at a chemical plant? No, nuclear. That's or, right, yeah. Sector 7G. Yeah. Um, That's important, though. It is very important. Uh, it's just different from. I remember the Mendez McGregor card. I because this fight has no stakes for me. Like right. this is just like it, it's just uh, I don't know. Like it's it's a pay. This is just paychecks for these guys. I mean I don't yeah. because I don't know. There's no like, championship belt on the line or nothing yeah, like that. But like McGregor Mendez, it was like those two cards and two nights. It was International Fight Week. It was the first ever Reebok era. Uh, pay-per-view. The card was stacked. We also had Lawler McDonald in the co-main event. Yeah, that, that, that was a very exciting week. Like, there, new, were, like, there were new things happening. There was a lot of uh, chaos around that fight week. It was also like Mendez was filling on a short notice uh, and then led to UFC 194 in December, which is the three cards in three days. And and, uh, and that was McGregor. a different Connor. That was still the Connor like, oh, I used, I used to not have a pot to piss in. I only had two blueberries or something, whatever you used to say. Or... <laughs> I eat two, yeah, and something. But now it's just like, I made eighty million dollars my last fight. I'll make fifty thousand million this fight. Cool, you're rich. Err, nice. You're more rich. Yeah. Fifty thousand so. million, huh? Yeah, fifty thousand million. Yeah. And then you went more richer. Yeah, I went more richer. It's like so. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm watching dudes get richer, richer, more richer, more richer, more rich. More, more richer. More rich. More, okay. The most richest. Or <laughs> the most richest. Okay, real quickly, James Court. I'm just going to answer. Uh, well, we answered the Fajeta Pettis thing a little earlier, so you can uh, scroll back to find that. Um, and Jeff M. wants to know, how long does PT last in a fight with B.E. Casey Lydon? Oh, oh PT, he's crappy. He's a biter. No, I also like to say that his hair has never been conditioned, so it's like a natural Brillo pad. So when he clinches up, that's yeah. going to shave your chin. He's going to be underneath these. Yeah, yeah, he's going to go in and then yeah. my chin just like dig in. My and neck. it's going to like, all of a sudden you're going to be like, wait, why am I bleeding from my chin and my neck? And then all of a sudden you're going to see, he's going to be like, ha, ha, natural Brillo pad on my head. Yeah. So there you go. Pete's Yeah, I'm, he's, he's, he's if I, if I am not prepared mentally and physically, spiritually, 
I will get my ass handed to me. Spiritually? Yeah. We have a lot of... Someone asked if... One of the questions months ago was if Pizzi and I found two bums on the street to train to fight, which which of our chosen champions would win? I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand what you just said. Me? Yeah. Oh, Kate, uh, someone said if you found two homeless men outside, mm-hmm. and I, I had to pick one, and Pizzi had to pick one, to train them to fight in, for our honor. And we send them... So basically, I would be like Greg Jackson, and Pizzi would be like Javier Mendez, and we just pick two random homeless people from the street and train them to fight in like a gladiator battle, which one of our chosen champions would win. Basically, who would make a better coach? Oh, and? I discern, deter, we determined that it would be me because Pizzi is naturally gifted at fighting, similar to the John Jones tale, Son and Arab Tough, where John Jones, it's hard for John Jones to teach someone something that comes so naturally to him, similar to Pizzi Carroll. So Pizzi would be a better fighter, I'd be a better coach. I don't think this really solves our homeless population situation, <laughs> but... It I, would not. I really feel like that's quite cruel. It is very cruel. But All someone right. asked us, and we don't want to disappoint our audience. All right. Well, then, the next question. <laughs> you guys are some sickos. If, can you talk about a fight you are excited for in 2020? That's been booked or, like, That's been want? booked, yeah. Uh, Tony Habib is an obvious one. There's a rumor of Israel Asanya and Yoel Romero. Um... I'm really excited to find out how good um, AJ McKee is. Yeah. I want to see how good yeah, he about is. I yeah. UFC, but you're right. Yeah, and Benzor, I want to see how good AJ McKee is, because right now, holy moly, he looks amazing. He's still undefeated. He's never... He's only fought in Bellator. Yeah. He debuted in Bellator. Oh, no. So he has, like, the most wins, longest win streak, this and that. I think if and I'm Bellator... I, I don't think he's even had a... Um, a tough fight. A tough fight, or even, like, a moment in the fight where, like, even maybe... A minute, he's literally lost in a fight yet. So you're right. Um, I like if I'm Bellator. I hope it's Pitbull and McKee in the finals of that Grand Prix. Uh, I I would hope if we're talking about fights that I hope to happen non UFC. I really want uh, MVP versus uh, Lima too, or Lima MVP too. MV, even MVP Larkin would be fun. Yeah, yeah. I think I, MVP. It's time. It's time to book MVP versus Larkin. Those, but those guys, they they actually don't want to fight each yeah, other. Yeah, he said he was, they were they were friends. Yeah, something something's a little weird about that. Not not the friend thing. I I don't know. But yeah, they just said they weren't really interested in fighting each other, which is fine. But uh, but um, yeah. I mean, I, I want I want to see what's next for Lima. I want to see an eventual rematch between Lima MVP. Um, uh, UFC wise. Wiley Zhang, Ioana's good. Yeah, I want to see how good Zhang is. Uh, Rose and draw two in a three-round fight in Brooklyn. Uh, you know what's funny? I, I'm usually almost always anti-direct rem- rematches. Yeah. But it's not really a direct rematch because Andrade fought between there. Yeah. But for Rose, it will be, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, those make me nervous just because if Rose loses, only because, like, uh, just because fans are stupid and fans yeah. would be like oh she sucks it's like no she just lost to mm-hmm. that woman but that first but the first round of Rose versus um, oh Andrade was unreal it was like, very high level I had to go back to watch it yeah, I, I didn't like, watch it live because that was the same day as uh, speaking of Bellator that was the same day as Lima MVP and Chandler Pitbull so I was in Chicago for that so I had to rewatch like the Anderson fight the Aldo fight the Rose fight all after but yeah that first round was um, unbelievable yeah, um, things I'm excited for 2020. Just where, where the hell, or how, how 
far up the ladder, um, legend-wise, is, is the Adesanya going to be? Yeah. Is like Adesanya, like, 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 yeah, where is he going to be? Is he going to have three more uh, title defenses? Who knows? Um, I just want to see how good he is. Can there Whitaker, I'm really excited for, simply because I like to watch Captain Crystal fight. Um, and there's, and there's, there's so many, there's so many awesome fights, actually. It just, so, yes, the answer is yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, uh. Uh, someone's username named Max Holloway. <laughs> oh, Ryan Hall is fighting in 2020. All right. Uh, can you... Uh, they want to know if there will be any Contender Series alumni ever fighting for a title in this year. I don't keep up with the Contender Series. So, um, I don't know. This year, probably... Uh, Macy Barber could be one. Uh, it's hard to say over, like... Not in 2020, Macy Barber, I think, would have the best shot because that division ma- ma- Yeah, ma- Macy seems like, and that seems to be the one. Yeah. Uh, Sugar Sean is a contender, but I don't think he's going to fight for a title. Well, speaking of fights, I'm excited for the Sugar Sean coming back. Yeah, um, but I think he still has, like, ways to go. Four or five fights minimum. In 2020, I think Macy would have the best shot, especially depending. Like, she could get a shot beating Roxanne Montefiore impressively. Oh, if I doubt, she absolutely, if, if she, if, if Macy beats Roxy, in impressive fashion. Like she did her last few fights? Yeah. Absolutely she should get a title shot against Valentina. Because, you know, Valentina, I mean, you have to almost rebuild that brand a bit because... Depending on her Catelyn Chukagan fight, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She had... I forgot about that. She's booked on the culmination of John Jones and Dominic Reyes. Yeah. um, Totally forgot about that fight. Um, Yeah. Do you know what's like? I was at the damn press conference. I shot interviews of both of them talking about the damn fight, and like, I don't know, I forgot. You put Callum Jukini on on, the, on blast for saying like highlights uh, when backstage in New York for the Valentina Liz Carmouche fight. Dude, the UFC released Liz on that fight. Yeah. So yeah. I don't um, think I was that. I oh. think the only thing if if. They want to keep her active, like Joanne Calderwood's out there. Like Joanne Calderwood and Macy Barber would be a fun fight, but I just don't think it's necessary. It's not. Not necessary. Yes, it's just not necessary. Uh, Macy Barber just has to win first, and Roxanne Montfiore has been an underdog pretty much every fight she's in. And she's, yeah. Like I like she, she beat Valentina's sister in Russia uh, in a fight that she didn't look at. I don't think she lost any second in that fight, so like she could do that to Macy Barber for sure. Like Macy Barber. In her fight against JJ Aldridge, didn't look that great in the first round, and then yeah. came out and just melted her in yeah, the second yeah. round. So she, she's now training full time with Rufus Sport, and Ben Askren was, is on record saying he doesn't want to really coach MMA anymore, but he's going to stick around for Macy Barber. So and it's Macy seems like the real deal going forward. When's the next season of Tough happening? So Dana White keeps saying that Tough will come back, but have you been to the Apex? At all, like I've been. We're, we're, we're gonna yeah, go for tomorrow. Yeah. So I've been to the Apex two or three times for Contender Series fights, and it says that for the entrance, the hallway is every single coach and team signs the jersey, and it has like the team photo, and in a huge letter it says the Ultimate Fighter, two thousand five to two thousand like eighteen. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, I thought it was still going, so like they literally it, like it doesn't say to present, it just says eighteen and then ends. Such is life. You watch Terrace House? I don't even know what that is. God, in the peanut gallery. I freaking love that show. Okay, the the, 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 the hot lady in the background <laughs> loves Terrace House. So, you uncultured MMA fans, get in your Netflix and watch Terrace House. Now, watch Terrace House. The reason I'm mentioning this, now imagine if Terrace House, that format was the ultimate fighter. 
I don't even know what that means. <laughs> the Ultimate Fighter would change. It'll be. And, 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 and we bring over we bring over those guys that come over to Is it a scripted show? No, it's a reality show. Yeah. Oh it's no, I show. oh I used oh I hate reality <laughs> TV. I I oh good lord, I hate reality TV. But Terrace House? Ooh. Oh. Jesus Christ. Oh my god. It's so good. It's so good. I'm gonna click hey, that, hey, that hey, moment. Hey, 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 hey. Eight episodes in, and they haven't even made out yet. It's just like, <laughs> right? They just hold hands and. Okay. Kawhi. So confused. <laughs> Get cultured, bro. It's a, it's a super cute Japanese uh, reality show about dating. So they bring in like, uh, like three single women and three single men, uh, usually like in their between like 21 and like 35. Hannah Kamara, is that? She, yes, she, Hannah she Kamara. She wrestles in um, Stardom. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, how, how have you not converted this man? I tried. <laughs> he won't do it. You guys are nuts. I still haven't watched your Watchmen show either. Did you read the book? I saw you got it for. You were reading. You read the whole thing? Not yet. Yeah, it's a lot of words, isn't it? Yeah, words. <laughs> Someone should make that into a movie. <laughs> right? They should make it into a movie and then make a show off of it and not pay the author, right? Hey, he signed the deal. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh. Another question from Hefe. Is it about Terrace House? No. <laughs> it's about Connor versus Cowboy. Sorry. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. 170 has been an interesting angle for this fight. It makes a lot of sense if Connor is to slide into a fight with either Tony or Habib. I'm actually not sure why. Uh, but do you think it was the plan from the beginning to do it at welterweight? Or is it just something that Connor is just saying to try to make it come? Better? I don't think there was any plan when it comes to Connor McGregor fights. Like, Connor was like, I want to fight on this day. And. Yes, he's like, all right, and then he's just like, I'm gonna do well to it. He's like, okay. Okay. He's like, yeah. Like, the UFC doesn't have a mask. Like, I think the no-brainer one is if you fought fights at welterweight and wins, then he just goes and fight Jorge at welterweight for the BMF championship. But now Connor's on record saying he thinks Nate and Jorge have unfinished business in those two rounds. I don't know. I don't think there's any secret masterful plan. The the the, the, the plan the plan is, if he wins at 170, then you can justifiably put him in a 55 title shot, put him in a 70 title shot, F it, throw him at 85, put him against Izzy, you know, it's like, why, like, if they did that, would you be like, that's crazy, you'd be like, okay, here's my money, whatever. Izzy versus Connor? What? I mean, it'd be fun. Yeah, why not? It's like, oh, it's like, Connor would have to, like, gain five pounds to make, <laughs> to weigh 173, <laughs> weighing at middleweight. It's just like, because, but, what are we talking about? It's what like, about, we're, we're talking about whatever sells. What about George? Yeah, whatever. Whatever sells. George? GSP, because oh. everyone keeps... Everyone oh, jo- oh, that George. Horror. <laughs> <laughs> what that? When I say George, who do you think of? Costanza. Oh. That <laughs> <laughs> George Springer? Yeah. UFC vet George Sullivan. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's the plan. The plan is whatever Connor wants. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, S. Saxman would like to know if Nunez will face... Well, face... Well, if Nunez will face Clarissa Shields in 2020. Money talks. Man, Nunez seems pretty adamant that she doesn't want to do a boxing match. And she doesn't want Clarissa Fields to come in MMA and skip the queue. So... Money talks. Yeah, if, if there's enough money, she will flace her. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Casey. Yeah. 
Thank you. She wants to, her she wants her next fight to be at featherweight though. Good. Like a man. Oh, dude, him. I want to. Oh, you know a, a fight that's not booked for 2020, and we're not there yet because she has to get a win. But I want to see uh, Nunez versus Spencer really bad. I think that is a really interesting matchup, and the one spot in her entire career where Nunez has looked very pedestrian off her back off her back and a true 45er who is very much primarily you know a grappler Felicia can Felicia Felice Felicia 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 sorry Felicia can put put Nunez on her back dude I don't know It'd be fun. I, I, that's about I want to see. Um, yeah, I, 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 I want. I want to see Spencer versus over Spencer versus Nunes much more than I want to see like Anderson. Nunez. Well, yeah, Anderson has a fight booked. Why well, not? They both have fight booked. Booked. That's true. But um, that's true. yeah, that, that's a fight I'm just hoping for. If talking about Nunes going uh, defending about 45, and it'd be also it'd be freaking awesome if Nunes actually defended her by defended her belt at 45 too, because I think that would be the first UFC. Dual weight champion to actually defend at the same time. Yeah, because DC had won the heavyweight. But he never, he never, he never defended two hundred five. Cejudo never defended one twenty five flyweight. Connor never defended either. Connor never defended either. I think that's all three. Yeah, and then even going to Bellator. Bader's about to defend his lightweight heavyweight. Hasn't done it yet. And Pitbull hasn't defended fifty five yet. Yeah, so. I want to see it. Yep. I want to see if um yeah she's the, if um, Nunez will be the first person to do it. Who do you think gets the shot first be- between Megan or Felicia Spencer, depending on their wins? Um, uh, I Megan think would have a two or three fight win streak, I think, right? Or two fight wins? I can't remember. Well, no, but she has a loss over Spencer. It's true. Um, I, 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 Spencer should get it, but Megan probably sells more tickets. Yeah. So there's your answer. Especially because that that part of the world is such a hotbed for MMA right now. Australia, New Zealand. Uh, hotbed. Yeah. Is, is this by the fires? Jeez, oh, man. man. All Jeez, right, all man. Right. Wow. You know how many koalas died? That's too that's many. Too many. The kangaroos too. Ugh. Jeez. Um, this guy bring it up. Stick to sports. Stick to sports. Stick to sports. Hmm. All right. Uh, the comments seem to think that DC defended both the light he- the, the light heavyweight and heavyweight. Well, he title. defended against Volkan Ozdemir in at UFC 220. He wasn't dual champion. weight because yeah. Stipe beat France in that main event. And then their very next fight was Stipe DC. DC knocks out uh, Stipe, and then DC defends against Derek Lewis, and then loses to Stipe. So he never defended the light heavyweight while he was dual weight. Yeah, Esther, oh, block, okay. block all those people. Block them all. Anyone that says so he he defended his light heavyweight championship against Gustafson, Rumble Johnson, and but he never defended when he had both Baldwin. belts. Yeah, right. But he didn't defend them while he had both Those belts. Him, yeah, correct. Okay, correct. Okay. Um, Adam One Thousand keeps asking, who will Dan Hardy fight this year? Carlos Condit, Diego Sanchez, something like that. Oh, actually, Dave? Dan Hardy, Carlos Condit. I am that kind of sounds a rematch. Yeah. A rematch. That's a rematch. That, and ooh, that was a great. That was a great fight in. I was in England. I don't remember what city. I don't remember. I was either. there. I, I was, was there too. That was an awesome fight because they, they both threw. Yeah. Uh, both of those left hooks. Double left hooks. I know yeah. Dan Hardy and Diego. They Sanchez. both they, and they both got dropped. It was like one of the, it was like one of the coolest sequences ever. Just Hardy got hit a little bit harder. Yeah, I know Dan Hardy and Diego Sanchez have had like Twitter beef in the past. But that was years ago. Yeah, uh, I think I think Dan Hardy's going to fifty five. Yeah. He's he's a he's not like um, 
Yeah, he's not both. I mean, we we I see when I see Dan, he doesn't look like he's yeah. a, a welterweight. I know Mickey Gall wanted to fight him too. Huh. Okay. So yeah, that's your answer. That's the answer. <laughs> All right. Uh, closing statements, friends. Closing state, Casey. You have closing statement. I wasn't prepared for this. Well, it's give a me promo. We always get a promo. Um, you the, want people, the people's main event: Macy Barber, Roxanne Modafari. That's the fight to watch. You want to and throw crap loads of money on Roxy. Not that I believe Roxy's gonna win, but that line is freaking ridiculous. And if all these like plastic urine cups the, the, these fighters have backstage, you never know. You want to give your rendition of face the paint or finger paint? Oh, we've uh, had a lot of people saying we're disappointed that they weren't gonna get a live rendition. Oh, so uh, give me a beat. How's it like? I don't even remember how face the paint goes. It goes a finger paint. Finger paint. Finger paint. Finger paint. Yeah, that's how it goes, yeah. Finger paint. Alright, we're gonna well PT will be back for the preview of post show. For my closing statement, I was gonna talk about Roxanne Modafari being the OG weeb of MMA. Uh, her and Alex Saris carried that banner for quite a long time. Uh, but now that we've seen fighters like Israel Adesanya and MVP kind of emerge, uh, that they're winning at high level at rapid paces in main events and doing crazy anime moves, now all of a sudden to the forefront. And Roxanne Modafari was the OG weeb, so I'm excited for her fight. Uh, I'm curious what sandwich comes out because every time she fights, she does the Super Saiyan wig, uh, and every time she weighs in, it's the next level. Oh. of Super Saiyan <laughs> and in her last fight she reached the final stage with the silver hair wait, wait, what do you call it this Saiyan wig what Saiyan Saiyan S-A-I-Y-A-N see I thought you said I wonder what sandwich she's, she's gonna walk out with I was like ooh this sounds interesting I love you sandwiches you covered Roxanne Modifier probably longer than anyone on the site you, I, has I, she I, ever brought a sandwich out what yeah no no a sandwich, <laughs> a sandwich of pain <laughs> A pain, a knuckle sandwich. That's what you should have said. Oh, also shout out to Naito Two Belts on my medallion. Oh, can we talk? Can we talk? Can we talk some Japanese pro wrestling? I'm always down to talk about Japanese pro wrestling. All right, and now I'm gonna cut you guys off. Because oh. yeah, our audience wouldn't want to see that. But anyway, this has been Jose. That's Casey. We got the press conference tonight. We got media day tomorrow. We got weigh-ins on Friday, and then of course fights on Saturday. Uh, you can stick around on the YouTube channel. PT will be here for the festivities. You can go listen to him and Niall on Eurobash. His flight should have landed right now. It should be landing right now. This will, of course, be up on Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, all that. So shout out to people that just listened because a lot of people tweet at me saying, I don't watch, I only listen, and you never talk about it. And uh, for all you teens out there, follow us on TikTok. Oh, my God. I think I... Hello. Hello, is this hey, on? Hey, Hello. Hello. Perfect time to end.